Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Hall, and without me this time is Patrick Terry. Patrick is currently at work. I'm trying to go ahead and get a kind of not really special episode, but it's more of a the SAG Awards are this Sunday. There's really no other time that Patrick and I are going to be able to meet up due to work schedules and everything. And uh, if you listen to our last full episode, we we kind of went long, and that's Patrick had a lot of movies to cover, and I apparently needed to rant about cats for thirty minutes or so. <clears throat> um, so today, and so we didn't get around to even just talking about the people nominated for the categories for the SAG Awards. So I kind of wanted to do something, and I think. Patrick kind of wanted to also. Again, we just ran along. So I was like, well, I'll try and see if I, you know, I just kept kind of not really eating. I mean, I kept going, man, I really wish I would have done something. I'm like, well, I'll just go ahead and do a little small little mini ep on the SAG Awards. And it's almost as if Patrick had read my mind. He had texted me his picks for the SAG Awards. Which is amazing. So now, not only can I talk to y'all about who's being nominated, we can go ahead and get. We can go ahead and talk about uh, who I picked and who Patrick picked. So it'll be interesting. I haven't really fully actually read who he's picked yet. I just saw the list and was like, awesome. So we'll kind of go through this all together, I guess. And um, but before we get into all that, I kind of wanted to do something. Instead of just giving, telling you the nomination, you know, tell you the nominations, who the people are, and and uh, what our picks are, I kind of wanted to not Pixar as in the company. Anyways, you know what I mean. Uh, I kind of wanted to do something a little bit more. I kind of want to go and give you some history because I don't think a lot of uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of people unless you're just really into movies that one know what the SAG Awards are. Or even if it's that it's actually a thing, because it's usually on TNT when it's broadcasted. And so not a whole lot of people actually know what that is. They don't even know what SAG means, it, you know, or SAG-AFTRA, uh, or sorry, AFTRA. So it's, uh, so I'm going to kind of just, I'm not going to try and, I don't want to bore you with it, but I want to at least kind of give you some insight and some some knowledge, drop some knowledge on you. Um so I am here. I've got my my cup of coffee with uh, with peppermint creamer in it because it's I can't find the Reese's one anymore, which kind of makes me sad. But here we are. Uh, I've got that. I've got the nominations. I've got some history pulled up, and I'm actually going to kind of read you some uh, some facts, some information um, from a book. Yes, a book. Yes, mom, I've read a book. Um, by actress Jenna Fisher from The Office and uh, Splitting Up Together. Uh, she wrote a book called The Actor's Life, A Survival Guide. I absolutely love this book. I'm not even somebody that's ever wanted to really pursue acting, at least not seriously, maybe kind of just, you know, uh, like, yeah, sure, I'll give that a word. Why not? Anyways, but I haven't been serious about it. But, yet, yeah, I still found this a fascinating read. And if you know anyone that is even remotely thinking about going into acting, please buy them this book. 
there's so much helpful tips from someone that's been through it that would really help anybody out that's uh, interested in going into acting. And even if you're just wondering what it's like to try and get into it and but don't really feel like pursuing it, like uh, like me, you'll still find this very entertaining. There's some good anecdotes from people she's met, and obviously, and she talks about how she got the job at the office and and uh, what things are like on the set. Anyways, it's a very fascinating read. I absolutely love it. I've because I am still a film nerd um, of sorts. I actually have this book highlighted with certain areas. Um, but the, what I, the reason why I want to bring it up is that there's a section in the book where she talks about getting her SAG card, which is basically like her Screen Actors... SAG stands for Screen Actors Guild. And it's basically the union. So once you get that, you get union pay and union benefits and all that. So it's a kind of a big deal to get it. It's not easy to get. It's not like, you just, it's not like getting an AARP card where they kind of just send something in the mail and you just fill it out and you send it back and all of a sudden you're a part of it, you know, something like that. It's something that you actually have to get, uh, for like law enforcement, it would be this, it'd be the same as getting your commission card. So you've been through it and, you know, kind of the same thing. That's how I have to relate it. Cause you know, personal experience and all that. And that's kind of how I was able to relate. Um, so first of all, screen actors guild, uh, is what SAG stands for. Uh, it's also sometimes known as SAG-AFTRA, which is the Screen Actors Guild hyphen American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. So it covers not only just movies, but TV and uh, radio. So what it does is it, <clears throat> the SAG-AFTRA is, is uh, especially the awards is to, the SAG awards is to Recognize outstanding performances in film and primetime television. The uh, the statue they give, kind of like at the Oscars, they, I mean, it's called the Academy Awards because uh, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences, you know, but they just say the Academy Awards. And then, obviously, the statue is called, you know, it's called the Oscar. So, for Screen Actors Guild, the statue is called the Actor. So, when they present, you know, whenever they... Uh, get ready to announce who wins for the category that say the in the actor goes to and that's how they do that so um and there's some facts about this it apparently it weighs over 12 pounds so it's a nice piece of hardware right there the sag awards have been one of the major awards in hollywood since 1995 so it's still fairly new i mean it's 35 years old or 25 years old i can do math i promise yeah it's 25 years old uh, so it's at least started within my lifetime. Um, in fact, almost my high school diploma is almost as old as it is. Um, nominations for the awards uh, come from two communities, one for film and one for television, each numbering 2,100 members of the union, randomly selected anew each year with the full membership uh 165,000 as of 2012. I haven't found any updated statistics uh, that are able to vote for the winners. It is considered an indicator of success for the at the Academy Awards, but then again, at this point, it's been the indicator to, I mean, basically the Golden Globes are an indicator to the Oscars, SAG Awards are, and then uh, following that, the uh, 
BAFTA, which is the uh, the British Arts Film Television Awards. There you go. British Academy of Film Television Awards. There we go. I'll get there. Um, and I'll cover that one on another episode. Um, and then after the BAFTAs are the Oscars. So with the SAG Awards, they, uh, they've been on TNT since 1998 and simulcast on TBS as well since 07. So the inaugural uh, awards aired live on February 25th, 1995 from Universal Studios' Stage 12. Uh, they've since moved it uh, different places. I mean, it's generally the more wild, <laughs> and um, which the Academy Awards used to be a lot more, not the Academy, sorry. The Golden Globes used to be the one where, you know, you'd see people eating and drinking a lot, so they're... Their speeches were a lot more humorous, and you never knew what someone was going to say. Um, this year seemed a little more. This year's Golden Globe seemed a little more tame, and I guess this is a good way to put it. It seemed more like the Academy Awards, or it was a lot more, I guess, serious. Other than Ricky Gervais, which you know, take him or leave him, he was, he was. I mean, he did his thing. Um, but uh, this year seems like it was a lot more serious uh, than the previous years in the past. Um, I remember one year when Robin Williams hosted it. I forgot who it was. Someone won an award but was in the bathroom. And so she was having to hurry and get down the aisle because she was in the bathroom. It was actually pretty humorous. And, he had, and of course, Robin Williams never has a problem ad-libbing whatsoever. So that's kind of at least the history of the SAG Awards. And they're still a lot of fun. I got to watch them... I think I missed last year's, but I got to watch the awards from the year before. And an absolute blast. So real quick, I kind of want to just delve into uh, what <clears throat> Jenna Fisher is talking about in her book, The Actors The Actors Guide. There's basically two different ways you can, or several different ways you can get a SAG card. So if you do three... If you get three jobs, say, as an extra, uh, that can make you eligible to apply for a SAG after a card. It doesn't mean you'll get it, but you can at least apply for one and become a union worker. Uh, another way is something called the Taft-Hartley, uh, which, is, which is basically a, a loophole uh, that if you're lucky enough to gain access to an audition for a speaking role on a union film or a television show, and if you beat out all the other union actors for the job, the production company can submit what's called a Taft-Hartley form to SAG-AFTRA, requesting your immediate inclusion into the union. You pay your dues and you're in. So, But it's very rare. It's kind of like uh, she basically uh, equates it to winning the lottery. So it doesn't happen very often. Because one, you have to beat out all the other union, uh, you know, people that are already in the union for a job. So that's kind of how difficult it is to get one. But she says that after you've collected your three vouchers, and or been given a Taft Hartley, um, or once you've been cast in a union commercial, you'll become SAG-AFTRA eligible. This means you're qualified to join the union at any time. But she says, however, before you rush to you know, rush with your checkbook, 
down to the office, you might want to check the financial commitment. The current rate to join SAG-AFTRA is $3,000. After paying the initial fee, you are required to pay an annual base fee of $206 plus, quote, work dues, which is 1.575% of your SAG earnings. Also, once you join the union, you are not allowed to work non-union jobs anymore. This includes some web series and internet content, so people need to be careful. Uh, you could be fined or even thrown out of the union if you're caught working on projects outside the union's, quote, jurisdiction. I guess it's all being quoted because it's out of the book. Yeah. So it, uh, so the advi- the advice, her advice is to basically reap the benefits of being SAG after eligible. Uh, during the transitional time, you're, you're allowed to pursue both union and non-union work, which is important for building your resume. So... That's kind of a brief, I don't want to read the entire book to you, but audiobook, bye. Uh, so that's kind of an idea how difficult it is and how expensive it is to just become a member of the union. Okay, let's move on to this year's nominations. So this year, and by the time this goes out, everybody uh, knows that the Oscar nominations are out. I, after I got the podcast uh, update up to speed, so to speak, Monday morning, or while I was working on Monday morning, the nominations came out, and I immediately started writing notes after notes after notes after notes. And then I was texting pages of my notes to Patrick. Um, and then basically everybody else that was texting me about about said nominations of my thoughts. I just sent them pictures of that because it's so much easier. Um but oh, and the website has been officially updated. It took me two days because I was that far behind. Because yeah, life. Um, but it is up to date. Is it has everything noted. And on the when I update the website for this episode, I'll be sure to put a link to where you can check out Jenna Fisher's book. Um, I know she would recommend you buy from a local bookstore or order it from a local bookstore. Um, but I'll put a link at least just so uh, where you can find it. Uh, All right, getting back to this year's nominations. And again, uh, we'll cover film because that's mainly what our podcast is, but if I have time, I'll go ahead and talk about maybe some of the TV ones um, just for kicks Uh, because when we put the ballots up on our Facebook fan page, in which I really hope everybody listening is a fan on there, uh, please Download a ballot. What I do is I download it on my phone. I go ahead and make my picks, and then I upload it to the page. <coughs> so uh, when we, so when we have a when we put ours up, just put it under the comments section and see how we do. All right, here we go. For the outstanding performance of a cast in a motion picture. So this is overall cast. This is not best male, best female. This is. Best just ensemble, I guess, is kind of how they refer to that, or at least they used to, and I just call it cast. So the first one's Bombshell, followed by The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. This one I think is going to be tricky to choose because you can't just be picking anybody. You kind of have to pick... You can't just say, well, this person was really good, but everybody else was kind of, you know, this person, or this person was awesome, and everybody else was kind of meh. 
I mean, they were fine, but this person really shined. Like, to me, the Irishman, De Niro played De Niro. I didn't, anybody who's heard the episode where I talked about it knows I think it was fine. I don't think it's as good as everybody's saying it is, but that's maybe just me and me kind of wanting more from Scorsese. And maybe that's just me um, being picky, but, I mean, I kind of want more from him now. I mean, he's been in this business for 40, 40 years. So, you know, kind of want to see more more from him, like some sort of evolution. But he just gave me Goodfellas, essentially. You know, just more of it, which is, again, which is not a bad thing. It's just I'd like to see directors kind of evolve and show me what more they can do. And I feel like I just got what I've already seen. Anyways. So with The Irishman, I think the only one that really stood out was Joe Pesci's character. Because he was more subdued than anything I've ever seen him play in any movie. So him getting his supporting actor nominations, you know, that he's been getting these um, awards deserved. But Pacino played Pacino. I'm sorry. He just, he played Al. Just, but he's just playing a different character. But the same character. as Anyways. Uh, so that's why I would have a hard time picking that. Doesn't mean I don't think it'll win. I have not. I still haven't had a chance to see Jojo Rabbit, so I can't really put an opinion on that. Um, nor can I say anything for Bombshell. That's why I kind of need Patrick here for that. What's time in Holly? Once upon a time in Hollywood. I could see probably winning. That seems to be everybody's favorite this year, and it may win. However, I'm going to choose the last one, which is Parasite, because I think that entire cast was awesome, and I laughed, and I was also terrified. It was it was, it was such a great movie. Um, but let's see here. And uh, two, Patrick also picked Parasite, and Patrick has seen. He's seen Bombshell, um, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, so I think we're both picking Parasite on that. So the next one is outstanding performance by a male actor in a leading role. You have Christian Bale for Ford versus Ferrari, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Taron Edgerton for Rocket Man, and Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Now, <clears throat> I would absolutely love for Taron Edgerton to win for Rocket Man. Uh, I don't think he's getting enough attention for it, but <clears throat> Joaquin Phoenix and Joker is just yeah, it's hard to it's hard to say no to that one. So we both picked. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Next is outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role. We have Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, which neither one of us have seen. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Lupita Nyong'o for Us, which I, she was amazing in that. I do agree. Charlize Theron for Bombshell. Or Renee Zellweger for Judy. I picked Renee Zellweger just mainly she won the Golden Globe, so I kind of was like, oh, they're going to go that route? All right. I guess that's what we're doing. Uh, so I'm pick, I'm going to say I would rather someone else win. Not saying she didn't do a good job. I'm just saying I, I haven't seen I can't really say that, I guess. Um, Scarlett Johansson had a couple of scenes where I'm like, okay, well, there's why she's getting nominated. But not as an overall movie. Um. So, 
but just for me, based on the Golden Globes, I'll probably go with Renee Zellweger. Patrick went with Lupita Nyong'o for us, which I would be perfectly happy with seeing that. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role is... Uh, I'm sorry, I just did that. Outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role is Jamie Foxx for Just Mercy, which just came out. Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Uh, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci both for The Irishman. And then Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I would love to see Joe Pesci win again because I think he was the best part of that movie. I think Brad Pitt will probably win because I think Hollywood really loves this Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because it's an homage to old Hollywood. And so they kind of... They kind of love that sort of thing, but it's the SAG Awards, so it's kind of weird how they how they decide. So maybe they won't. Maybe Brad Pitt won't win. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick Brad Pitt to win, although I would love to see Joe Pesci win for this. Um, and Patrick picked Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is who I picked. I think for uh, which is who I think I picked for for uh, Golden Globes, and I was so wrong on that. Uh, next, outstanding performance by a female actor in a supporting role. Uh, Laura Dern from Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson again, but this time for Jojo Rabbit. Nicole Kimmon for Bombshell. Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers. And Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Laura Dern was amazing, and she's the only actress I've seen in any of these as far as uh, the movies that have been nominated. She's the only one I've seen. She won the Golden Globe. I don't... That, yeah, she'll probably win this one. Although, um, I would always, absolutely always vote for Nicole Kimmon for anything because um, she's like my favorite. So, I think she's always awesome in everything. Some movies may be more awesome than others, but still awesome. Uh, Patrick also picked Laura Dern for Marriage Story. So. Okay, and lastly... For Stunt Ensemble Motion Picture, you have Avengers Endgame, Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This will be interesting because, there are, yes, there are a few stunts in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Joker, I could kind of see. Irishman, I don't... I mean, with stunt doubles for... I don't know, it's probably going to make a horrible old joke. Um... I'm trying to think what they would use stunts for, but I'm sure they're in there. Ford versus Ferrari, the driving, I could definitely see uh, in a racing kind of movie. And Avengers Endgame is, yeah, it's three-quarters of that movie stunts. So, uh, you know, the smart pick would be to go for Avengers Endgame. And that's what I'm going to do also, and so is Patrick. And there you go. That is the SAG Awards. Sun, it'll be this Sunday, the what is the 19th at 7 o'clock on TNT. So be anxious to see how we do. Um, Patrick and I are planning on uh, one thing we're trying to do is move to weekly on our podcast. So we're actually going to record Monday morning. So we'll actually see how that how everybody did uh, on that. So we'll get back to you on our results and we'll talk about movies we've seen and and also uh what's new obviously and let's see yeah and then upcoming 
then we'll talk about BAFTAs because that'll be coming up next. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.